Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. This is segment three with Dan Tischler, associate head coach of men's baseball at Columbia University, here on Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. Taking a break is vital in sports today. A lot of kids don't take breaks because they're so sports specific. They'll play 11 months out of the year and they'll take four weeks off and they'll be right back at it. What does that do for your guys? You know, you do play fall ball, but then you have some time off until spring, you know, or, or winter season or whatever you want to uh, refer to it as. But what does that do for them mentally and physically, just giving them a break and just giving time away? You know, I think more so than having a break, I think the way that we compartmentalize our year, you know, we have our fall team segment. And after that, we get into a lot of individual instruction. We get into a lot of small group work. And that's where myself and Coach Beretti are, you know, going to talk with the hitters a lot individually, break some down, you know, break some guys down, do some different stuff swing wise and try and help build them back up. And being in an environment where, they can try new things and maybe fail at those new things without the pressure of game results is really important. Um, you know, without that feeling of like, Oh man, I'm competing for a job right now. Like, you know, no, no one's winning our, our second base job on November 1st. It, it's okay. <laughs> Let's just, yeah. um, you know, and I, and I think for our pitchers, it's the same way, you know, they take a good, a bit, they take a good bit of time off from throwing, and they're doing a lot more mental game stuff with Coach Soup and working through some different conceptual things. Um, and again, it's just taking a step back from that competitive framework and being able to work on other aspects of their game without feeling that pressure. Um, it's also a time of year where they get to just have fun in the weight room. You know, everyone everyone likes to, to max squat. Like everyone likes to, to get onto the bar and move weight. And our, our guys do it really well. And our strength coach is awesome. He does a great job with those guys. And he knows, he knows when he can push them. He knows when he needs to maybe pull back and have more of a mobility day and, and kind of ease off a little bit. But, you know, I think that time of year, that November, December time period is really valuable for them because it gives them a chance to reset after a competitive fall get themselves into a good mental state, get themselves feeling good about their swing, about their mechanics, whatever the case may be, and get ready to come back out and compete in January and February for jobs. You pitched in college. How much of an advantage is that when you're working with a hitter? What can you tell them? What advice can you give them to get into a pitcher's head? You know, what, what can you do for the, like the guy who's might be struggling a little bit? And then you can say to them, hey, here's something you think about, or here's something that could happen. You know, I, I think my experience is a little bit unique because all throughout high school, I actually caught. So I, I caught in high school up until my senior year when I started to pitch, pitched in college. You know, I've gotten out of the mindset of trying to talk with hitters about how pitchers are going to attack them or, you know, getting too analytical. I, I think that that can uh, get, you know, clutter some things up upstairs for some guys. But more than anything, I think the techniques of being able to breathe and reset, I think pitchers do it better and there's more emphasis on that from a pitching standpoint stepping off the rubber gathering taking a deep breath and then getting back on like engaging let's go and from a hitting standpoint you know during a bp round how often do we ask guys to step out and take a breath not very often and one bad swing can can turn into two can turn into three can turn into a, a wasted round yeah if we can nip it in the bud and say hey step out deep breath um, you know, and, and those types of mental game tactics, which I think are, 
you know, have been more prevalent on the pitching side, but are certainly getting more and more advanced offensively, you know, with guys, you know, like, like Ken Revisa and, and Brian Kane and all those guys that talk about the breathing aspect of it. It's so important. Here's what I wanted to get into something with you when choosing a college, what are some things these athletes should be looking at? You know, not just sometimes a kid, just all he's looking at is I want to go to this school. I want to go to this school. I want to play baseball there. I want to play basketball there. What are some of the things you tell these kids about Columbia when they're, when you're looking at them and they're looking at Columbia, what are some things you tell them about student life on the campus? And you're in a major city. You have a kid coming from San Diego or coming. It's a, a different from, setting for sure. I, I mean, you're going to have to explain to them. I mean, do you break it out for them and say, look, here's something you should be aware of coming to school here? Yeah, absolutely. And it goes into the all around fit of a place for a student athlete. And that fit encompasses a number of different things. Um, one thing that we see happening more and more, uh, especially during COVID times, kids are committing to places without having seen the campus. I can't imagine committing a kid without having them seen our place, seen the neighborhood around campus. Um, I think that some of the preconceived ideas that people not from the area have about New York City and have about the area around our campus go away when they walk around campus and they walk around the area. Um, you know, that campus visit is really significant because, you know, you get to see the day-to-day -day life, the sort of flow of the campus. And if that's a fit for you, you know, I, I, I'll never forget, I was touring a kid from, gosh, some small town in Wisconsin. Um, good player, he ended up at Air Force, had a really nice career. Um, but his head was like this the entire time. He was looking <laughs> at the buildings up above him. Um, and, you know, on campus, we don't even have that, have that many tall buildings, but I don't, I don't know if, if he had ever been in a place with that many people all at the same time at once. Um, you know, there are other guys who come visit, and, and one of the reasons that we do so well recruiting-wise in California is because I think those kids are more comfortable in some bigger city settings, um, you know, who come here and they're like, yeah, this is great. You know, it's, it's busy. It's kind of like home. You know, it, it gives me the, the right kind of vibe. Um, but in terms of that overall fit, you know, the, the campus, is this going to be a place where you're happy off the field, off the court? Um, the academic piece of it. And I don't have to worry too much about that because I think that Columbia kind of speaks for itself. And, you know, if things don't work out baseball wise for some guys, like, hey, you were a bench piece for four years, but you have a Columbia degree. You know, there's a lot of positive there, but at other places, making sure that those places have what you want to study. You know, how good is the economics department? How good is, um, you know, the, the history department? You know, whatever the question might be. Um, and then I think the last piece, and, and for me, it's the most significant one, is the relationship with the coaching staff. You know, we recruit from all over the country. And on the first day of orientation, mom and dad move their sons in. And we all go out for pizza and then mom and dad say bye. And for the next four years, myself, coach Beretti and coach Suplee are the formative voices in their son's lives. And, you know, that might scare some people if you know myself and coach Sue, <laughs> um, you know, how, how we take care of people, how we treat our program like a family how we make sure that people within our program are developing, not just on the field, but off the field as well, um, are really important to us. And that responsibility is not lost on us as a coaching staff. We understand it. And it's something that we take very seriously. 
Um, it's a huge honor. And, you know, some of the most, some of the most moving, rewarding messages that we get and, and interactions that we have are coming from parents of players who come up to us after a season, you know, whether it ends, you know, in a regular season or ends after a regional and say, thank you for taking care of my son. Thank you for making him a better man. Um, you got to find a coaching staff that's going to do that for you. You got to find a coaching staff who is going to invest in you as a person, who's going to invest in you off the court, off the field, as much as we want to invest in you on the field. Baseball is a rare sport. You play every day and it's a grind. It's not easy. Um, how do you have those conversations with the kids or not the kids, but the, the players about, you know, balancing schoolwork, balancing baseball, making sure you're on top of this, not falling behind on things. We're going to travel. We're going to go to, we're going to go play Harvard. We're going to play Princeton. We're going to go on the road. How do you have those discussions with them about, you know, the balance once the season gets underway? I think an advantage that we have is that our travel doesn't happen until the springtime. So our guys have a semester to get their feet wet, to understand what a, a college schedule is going to feel like as far as, Hey, I'm at the field four days a week this week. I'm at the field four days a week or five days a week. Um, you know, there's a lot of time being spent up there and it's something that definitely puts the screws to them academically where they need to be dialed in and doing all that stuff. Um, you know, I give our guys, a ton of credit. You know, when we go on the road, we're, we're going out to play Cal Poly or we're going to, you know, play out at UTSA in San Antonio. And like, we'll finish up a week at our guys. We'll get to the airport. We get through security. They sit down. You'll just see a bunch of laptops open. Um, not to say that our guys are all doing schoolwork. Um, you know, there's plenty of extracurriculars going on. There's plenty of BS going on, but you know, the guys that need to get their work done are getting it done. Um, and, and I think it goes back to the type of person that we get to recruit I talked earlier about guys having never failed. We, we recruit a bunch of type A personalities. You know, these guys want to be great at everything they do. Um, and, and I think that is true across the board uh, at, at places like ours, you know, whether it's the women's volleyball team or, or the men's soccer team, you know, we're dealing with student athletes who have always been great at everything. And so trying to continue that, trying to live up to the standards that they've set for themselves, um, you know, and being accountable, going back to that word, uh, is is really really good for them, and it's it's something you know we've we've had success in the classroom. We're talking with Dan Tischler, associate head coach at Columbia University for men's baseball. Let's transition now to youth sports. You know, and and you're not a dad yet, but you know you've had a lot of experience in, in coaching. Do you think kids are overcoached today? Do you think that there's a lot lost just in playing the games? Probably. You know, I, I think, and, and I, I look back on my own experience and, you know, think about my, my mom coaching my first little league team and, you know, all the dads at the game and, you know, everyone wants you to get your elbow up or step this way or whatever. Just let them play. You know, no, no one's, no one's getting drafted out of, out of peewee league. Um, like it's, it's okay for kids to learn. It's okay for kids to fail. And as long as they're having fun doing it, you know, that's where you're going to spark the joy in the game. Um, you know, I, I think that, what we tend to do, and, and even at our level, we tend to overcoach because, you know, some of it's we like the sound of our own voice and some of it is we feel like guys need the, every little thing to be right. And they don't always, you know, sometimes you just say, all right, hey, let's hit, let's hit a line drive over the second baseman's head. And the first three swings might be rollovers to shortstop. 
And then, hey, line drive with the second baseman's head. They figure it out. Whack. Ball's going to the right center field gap. Next one. Whack. Huh. What happened? Externally cueing, giving guys an opportunity to learn, giving kids an opportunity to learn um, and self-coach a little bit is important. And I think at the youth level, you know, obviously when you get to high school, you got to coach them up a little bit. They need to know some of the, you know, foundational things about the game. But, you know, heck, when kids are 10, 11 years old, you know, it's okay if they step in the bucket a little bit as long as they're swinging hard. That was segment three with Dan Tischler here on Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. Stay tuned for segment four. Inside the Game, brought to you by Flex Coach and Flex Coach VR. 